welcome to Ready to Real Estate, a TREB podcast. Join us and get ready to real estate. And here's your host, Jason Mercer. Hi, everyone. It's Jason Mercer, and I'm TREB's Chief Market Analyst. And today we have a very interesting show lined up, and I'll be discussing new communities, transportation plans, and local economic development for the city of Brampton with the current mayor, Patrick Brown. Welcome to the show. Great to be on the show. Thanks very much. And, and Patrick currently sits as the mayor for the city of Brampton, uh, and he's been involved in politics at, at every level with his political career beginning in the year 2000 uh, when he was elected to Barrie City Council. And as mayor of Brampton, Patrick Brown has been focused on creating an investment-friendly environment uh, in the city with additional focus on transit, affordable housing, and recreation. And I guess, you know, one of the first council priorities uh, from your perspective was to create complete communities. Could you explain to listeners you know, what you mean by the concept of, of complete communities and how you see that unfolding? Well, in terms of a complete community, we want people to be able to work, live and play uh, in, in Brampton. We want to make sure that there's the employment needs, um, the employment base in the city. Right. Um, one thing that we've uh, aspired for is traditionally you've seen a lot of commuters uh, in, sure. uh, in the 905 and going into Toronto, we're trying to create an industrial manufacturing employment base where we have jobs locally. At the same time, we want to make sure that we have the recreational amenities, we've got the transit system, and so where our council has been going is we've made significant investments in recreation, um, recreation that reflects the mosaic of the community too. Sure. We're investing in active transportation, so there's, we're, we're putting significant new funds in bike trails, uh, jogging trails, um, we just opened an outdoor ice skating rink, a brand new state of the art one at Gore Meadows. We're building, just opened a new outdoor cricket field that's fully fully lighted, uh, top cricket uh, infrastructure in the country. Right. Um, and so there's there's some really exciting things happening on the on the recreational uh, front and active transportation front. So I talk about a complete community. It's that notion that you can live, work, and play within the same municipality. Right, and that's important because obviously Brampton's a, a very integral piece of the broader you know, regional economy in, in, in the GTA, but when we're you know, in an environment where we're constantly talking about you know, traffic congestion and, and, and gridlock and moving people and goods, I mean, that's obviously one of the uh, uh, ways that we can, I guess, have a more uh, um, sustainable uh, um, construct within a given municipality is if you're seeing a lot of people who have a short uh, travel distance to work and can take advantage of all those amenities um, within the confines of Brampton, well, then you're going a long ways to achieving that. Yeah, and the GO train service has been expanded. Right now, we've got a major LRT pro project with Mississauga that really connects the entire uh, Peel region. Uh, and so, yeah, you're seeing this increased connectivity. Um, and I, I would note, uh, at the same time, we want Brampton to be an affordable place sure. uh, to live. We were the only big city in Canada last year that had a tax freeze. We're trying to make sure that we're frugal with taxpayer dollars. Uh, you know, if you're a realtor out there right now, you know, you, you've got a potential client, they're looking at the cost of living as well. They're looking at what the costs are in that home. And so the fact that I think we're sending a very strong signal of frugality, um, I think is also important for people to um, understand when they look at the affordability of the community. Absolutely, and, and, and certainly from the perspective of the Toronto Real Estate yeah. Board and you know serving the GTA and affordability has been you know one of those obviously hot button issues as we've seen you know a lot of demand for housing and, and in a lot of cases you know tighter supply and so we have seen well, you know prices increase. And, and, and on that note, you know as you know there's been some municipal leaders who have pushed for 
having the same revenue tools that Toronto sure. has in terms of doubling of the land transfer tax. That's not something that w we've asked for in Brampton. It's actually the opposite. I, I think that would be a barrier uh, to uh, home ownership. I, uh, you know, as Aria used to say, don't tax my dream. And our council has spoken very loudly. Uh, you know, we don't want anything that will challenge the affordability. And so, you know, th that's not something that, that, that we're going to be going near. Yeah. We want to continue to make sure that that dream of owning your, your first home is, is something that's achievable. And I would note, if you look at the average uh, home prices in, in Brampton compared to Mississauga and Toronto, there you can get a beautiful home at a very affordable price. And so I think there's some real advantages that are creeping up in the 905 in terms of affordability. Sure. You know, you look at some of the, the housing prices in downtown Toronto, and it's, uh, I don't know how a young person can afford a home today. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. an important point. Yeah. I mean, we do see yeah. a diversity of, you know, uh, uh, home types and, yeah. and also price points and obviously affordability levels. And I think, you know, your point is a good one around the uh, the land transfer tax because, you know, I'd argue that it has been an impediment, um, especially on the supply side, because if people are looking down the barrel of, of, of spending money uh, uh, up front on, on a tax, they're going to start thinking twice about listing their home for sale and, and instead renovating the one they have and that has implications for people moving through the housing continuum over time and also how the stock uh, uh, you know changes over time as well um, it stagnates the market yeah a hundred percent and and uh, I want to talk about a little bit more about affordability in a moment but uh, you'd mentioned sort of the idea of a mosaic in in, in Brampton but I know uh, um, you know other initiatives surrounding green city a healthy and safe city um, maybe talk a little bit about that as well yeah, and so when I mentioned Mosaic, we are the United Nations. We speak over 100 sure. languages in Brampton, the most diverse big city in Canada. But we're also proud of you know being committed to environmental sustainability. We declared a, a climate emergency, one of the first municipalities uh, to do so. We've taken on our own initiatives. Um, that Really, we want to be good examples. Right now, we're in a process of cleaning up all our water bodies, the um, lakes in our community. We actually want to be usable, not, right. not, not, not just for a photo and a backdrop. We want people to actually be able to fish and swim and enjoy um, water bodies in a local environment, uh, sort of like what they have in, in, in Vancouver. Sure. Um, we're also looking at our emission targets. We've got aggressive emission targets uh, um, right now in, in the city of Brampton, and um, we want to be good stewards. We want to pass on the same beautiful uh, environment uh, that we inherited to, to the next generation. And I would note one of our most famous residents in Brampton is Bill Davis. Lived on Main Street in downtown Brampton uh, his entire life, wow. 90 years as he said. Uh, when he was Premier of Ontario, he created the Ministry of Environment. It didn't exist before right. him. And so we always say it's our duty to carry on his good work by caring about the environment in Brampton. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, if you think about how the GTA population grows on a year-over-year -year basis, um, it's basically based on, on net immigration, people mm -hmm. moving here from other parts around the world. And so certainly that's a virtuous circle. And I think if you add on yeah. top of that, you know, initiatives that are making for a, a healthy community yeah. and, a, and a vibrant community, I mean, I, I think that, that certainly, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, makes a municipality well, like Brampton well-positioned. And a really interesting dynamic about Brampton is beyond being obviously uh, uh, a destination for, for new Canadians, um, because of the mosaic that is, is very much our city. We're also right now the youngest big city in Canada. Right. Um, and with youth comes so much opportunity and potential. Uh, right now, based on population forecasts, Brampton will surpass Mississauga yeah. in population. Brampton, uh, the only municipality growing faster in Canada is Milton. Um, but of the big cities, Brampton is the fastest growing. And so I think you're going to see 
You're looking at investment, you're looking at real estate, Brampton is a fantastic investment because we're young, we're diverse, we're growing. Um, sort of you look at where Mississauga was 20 years ago, the type of growth they saw, we're in that same positioning right now in Brampton, so it's a really exciting time. I think that's a nice segue yeah. too, because when you talk about yeah. population yeah. growth, obviously yeah. there's a lot of positives around mm. that. It reflects mm. a vibrant economy. It reflects, you know, the immigration and the diversity mm. that we see. Uh, but it also reflects the need to get around, the need to get from your home to work, mm. from from your home to recreational and uh, activities. And and I know in Brampton, you've also been working towards uh, a transportation plan that's focusing on all modes of transit. So maybe speak mm. to that a little bit. Well, yeah, so I mentioned before about active transportation, but the LRT plan that would connect the entire Peel region, that's a, a massive uh, provincial and municipal uh, investment. We're hoping the feds will come into the table on that too, and we could even uh, have that LRT go, go further. Uh, our rapid transit on Queen Street uh, um, will really move people across the city uh, uh, in an expeditious manner as well. Um, I'd note, going back to the environment, right now the Government of Canada is doing their um, uh, electric bus uh, pi uh, pilot project. Uh, it's actually pretty neat. Uh, it's happening in Brampton, We've got all the bus companies involved. It actually charges at each stop. So for, oh, that, wow. for that one minute stop as they pick up passengers, that's when it actually charges. So it never needs to actually spend time stopping and charging. It's state-of-the-art technology um, that, that's about environmental sustainability, and sure. that, that pilot is happening in the Flower City. That's really smart. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're working towards economic sustainability yeah. as well. And you mentioned at the, at the beginning of our, of our discussion here today that you're looking to see more, uh, you know, homegrown employment opportunities where people can, you know, live and work uh, uh, within, the, uh, within the city of Brampton. So maybe speak your economic yeah. development strategy a little so bit too. Right now we've got some great stories that I, I think are well known, obviously like MDA that does the, the, the Canada arm. You know, you talk about rocket scientists. Yeah. We have them in, 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 in Brampton. That's awesome. Um, Dynacare, another uh, growing company that uh, has state-of-the-art uh, um, laboratory work. Uh, um, it, one of the major leaders in the food sector in terms of food processing. Um, but an area that we're sort of delving into now that, that's more new is cybersecurity. The federal government um, made a partnership with the city of Brampton, uh, Rogers and RBC, to have the, their center for cybersecurity training, Center for Excellence in Canada, in Brampton. It's gonna be right in our downtown. Um, the reason I, I reference this is you look at jobs of the future. Sure. This is a $600 billion sector, yeah. $600 billion worldwide. You look at all the uh, viruses you hear about uh, uh, digitally. Well, this is a new frontier in terms of uh, security and the fact that our community has sort of uh, become that niche for training. Uh, the best and the brightest in cybersecurity training in the world will be trained in Brampton. And so I think right now, this has a small footprint. It's going to uh, reflect a, uh, about 700 jobs that are going to be associated with, with this training. Sure. But that 700 jobs could grow to 7,000 yeah. jobs. Um, so I, I'm pretty bullish about that. Uh, I really think the cybersecurity partnership with the federal government is uh, really exciting. Yeah, I think the spin-offs from that type yeah. of uh, uh, initiative are huge, mm -hmm. especially, you know, just, just taking advantage of the fact that over the last decade, I mean, the GTA and Greater Golden Horseshoe really have become, you know, a world uh, uh, recognized mm -hmm. uh, uh, area or location for, for, you know, various sectors of the, of the high tech side. Of and, and I'd so be remiss not to mention the academic partner sure. on that is, is Ryerson there. Right. Um, now in downtown Brampton, Mohammed Lashmi, uh, uh, who leads Ryerson, uh, we're really grateful for his uh, 
uh, energy and enthusiasm uh, for the city of Brampton. That's great. And, and I think the last thing I wanted to talk about today, obviously bringing it back to housing because uh, you know, we are the Toronto Real Estate Board and, and I know our members uh, both working in Brampton and the, and, the, and, the, and the greater Toronto area as well um, give a lot back to the, uh, to the housing sector and specifically affordable housing, whether it's themselves and their brokerages or the, or the Realtors Care Foundation. And I'd just like to maybe you can touch on some of the initiatives around affordable housing in the Brampton area. So right now with the region appeal and the city of Brampton, uh, we're trying to uh, create incentives, encourage uh, affordable housing. Um, I'll be honest, we have a lot of work still to do. If I look at the, uh, the wait list, it can be as long as uh, seven years. Right. Um, and so reality is a lot of this investment comes from the provincial and federal government into the region. Um, it's not like Toronto where there's um, a single municipal body. We have two, um, regional and, and, and municipal um, uh, in, in Peel region. Um, and I know Mayor Crombie shares my sentiments and we're working together in the region of Peel to really put a push uh, on building more affordable housing. I, I think you look at the totality of a community, it is necessary. We've had a few projects um, that have got off the ground. We're actually building new units. Um, we just were at a ribbon cutting, cutting about two months ago of, uh, of the latest uh, uh, investment, but it's, um, it's a long way from where we need to be on, a, on in terms of the affordable housing need. I think we're definitely moving yeah, in the yeah, right direction. Yeah. It certainly sounds like it yeah. in Brampton and, and GTA-wide. Like I think there's been a growing recognition that we have a supply problem you know, across the housing spectrum in the greater Toronto area. But obviously, when you think about uh, uh, affordable housing, then that's an area that needs even you know, a, a greater degree of attention. But, so it, but it speaks to the challenge of affordability. Certainly. If you look at uh, incomes and housing prices, um, you know, that's why when I hear about new costs to enter the market, um, you know, I, I have a lot of opposition to that because it's already so difficult. There's right. already so many people with the notion of owning your first home sure. is out of reach. And so anything that makes that challenge more difficult, if you look at incomes to housing prices in other countries, yep. um, the difference, the divergence isn't as great as it is in Canada. So right. I think there should be a message to the political leadership that we've got some work to do on that uh, affordability of that dream. I agree, and that's yeah, a, yeah. a great way to leave it off today. Uh, Mayor Brown, I really appreciate you coming in and taking yeah. part in our AGM in this podcast today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Follow us on social media and subscribe to Ready to Real Estate on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play to be notified of updates and new episodes. to Ready to Real Estate, a TREB podcast. Join us and get ready to real estate. And here's your host, Jason Mercer. Hello, everyone. It's Jason Mercer, TREB's Chief Market Analyst. And I'm here today with Dave Ryan, Mayor of Pickering. Um, and he was uh, great enough to take part in, uh, in our mayoral panel today, dealing with uh, issues in the, uh, in the 905 region surrounding the, the, the city of Toronto. And it's important to point out that the Toronto Real Estate Board represents 55,000 members and, and their brokerages across the GTA and, and they're trading throughout the Greater Golden Horseshoe. So it's great to get that uh, full regional perspective. So thank you very much for taking part both in our AGM and this podcast. Today. That's a great opportunity. Thank you. Appreciate that, and and you know when we're thinking about uh, housing, which obviously you know a lot of our members are, are concerned with, and then commercial real estate. I think you know first and foremost, you know you need to think about the economic vitality of the region and, and the municipalities therein. So maybe to start off, you can talk a little bit about um, you know what the what the future holds for economic development in Pickering and, and what your plans are. 
Well, economic development is our primary focus in the city. I mean, quite frankly, the residential development is going to occur. It's quite robust, and we're very, very pleased with that. But unless we can balance it with jobs, we're, going to be, we're not going to be sustainable. I think every municipality is going to give you the same answer. So what we're doing is focusing specifically on the innovation corridor, uh, which is 800 acres of employment land along the 407. Uh, we have in the uh, EN3 uh, strategy, which is uh, engineering, environmental, and uh, and um, engineering, environmental, and energy are the uh, the three focus areas as we're trying to attract businesses in. We've had success. We've just attracted Kubota Canada, building half a million square right. feet, 60,000 square feet of office space, 300 jobs coming to Pickering. That's the type of momentum that's starting to build, and that's what we're going to uh, continue to build on. I think that's great because I mean, you think about the Greater Toronto Area, not only in Canada but worldwide, as as seen as a real leader in job growth, especially as you move into, uh, um, you know, higher technology uh, fields and what have you. So I think it's uh, uh, great that your your strategy is pointed in that direction. But at the same time, you know, as we're attracting new people to the region each year because of these economic opportunities, these employment opportunities, they obviously need a place to live as well. And 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 so you know, from the perspective of, of affordability. I mean, we've seen real pressures from population growth across the GTA and the demand for both rental and ownership housing. What we haven't seen as much of, I think, in the region, and, and, and you could speak more to the, the Pickering example, is sort of a, a diversity of supply. So, you know, thinking about that, uh, you know, what, what's the sort of longer term or medium term plan in terms of, of housing supply, both in terms of units, but also when we're thinking about the types of housing that we'll see? But we're, we're getting a, a very uh, <laughs> a dramatic shift in, in the housing supply in the municipality. I mean, we have traditionally been single-family homes. Right. Uh, townhouse development is actually huge. It is right, right across the GTA. No, no, nothing different in Pickering. What we've been focusing on and we've attracted is condo development. Uh, you know, up until five years ago, everybody said, well, you can't build a condo in Pickering and make, make sure. any money. Now, all of a sudden, we've got uh, four condo developments uh, that are underway. The, the biggest one at the moment is Universal City, uh, which is the uh, Chestnut Hills development people. Uh, they sold out their first two towers in record time, and the third tower is now uh, on the market, selling rapidly, uh, with a plan for three more over the next uh, over the next five to eight years. Uh, so you can see that that, that shift. In addition sure. to that, we have in, uh, pushed very hard uh, for uh, rental accommodation, right. and we have uh, our first significant rental built, um, our purpose built uh, rental f uh, building coming up. Uh, with the uh, Cushman Wakefield folks on the uh, Pickering Town Centerlands. It's a 46-story uh, uh, apartment uh, building. It'll be over 600 units, wow. and it's all, all rental. I think that's great, and again, I mean, it speaks to the fact that you know people are attracted to Pickering to take advantage of the uh, of the economic of the job opportunities, and now you're seeing a greater diversity of housing come online as well. And I bet you know uh, initially condo development often you know focuses on uh, uh, on meeting a uh, uh, an affordability gap or an affordability issue, but I think you know as that moves along, that you'll see people looking at uh, you know condominium apartments as a, as a lifestyle choice as well. So I think it's it's nice to see that diversity of housing. Yeah, and, and there's a diversity within the population that's moving into the condos as well sure. so I mean you know you, you think about uh, Pickering uh, and you think well it's uh, you know people that are downsizing that are moving into the condos right well in fact we're seeing an influx of young people that are moving into those condos and largely because of its proximity to a significant uh, transportation hub it's, it's literally for all of the condos that we've talked about it's a, a five to seven minute walk uh, from from the building to uh, to the GO station and our uh, our Durham Region Transit Hub. 
That's great. I mean, and Treb's been a, a long proponent of, of transit supportive development, getting people around and getting goods around uh, easier throughout uh, throughout our, our our region. Maybe talk a little bit more about transit, but maybe also through the lens of uh, of how we pay for all of this. So whether we're talking about transit infrastructure or, or, or other, say, hard services that need sort of long-term investment, um, both to meet the needs of businesses and to meet the needs of uh, of, uh, of, of of homeowners and and, uh, and and renters. I know on the panel today. There's a lot of discussion around revenue tools and, 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 and what the different options may be. Maybe you can comment on that a little bit as well. Well, I think, you know, and not particularly a popular comment for, uh, for your audience, but uh, development charges are, are necessary and, and I think uh, appropriate uh, for new development. Um, the expression is that uh, growth should pay for growth and uh, it, it doesn't. Uh, and we, we need to address that specifically, but there has to be a significant contribution from both the federal and provincial levels, particularly in, the, in transportation, uh, to ensure that the infrastructure needs are met to, to support the transportation and, and the industry, because, I mean, you have to have that balance. And I think there has to be a recognition that uh, this is a shared responsibility. Right, and, and and sort of thinking about too. I mean, you've you've uh, um, talked a lot and, and put a lot into environmental sustainability in, in, in Pickering as well. So how does that um, sort of pillar fit in with you know economic development and, and housing development and and, uh, and and infrastructure growth over time? Well, all the pieces go together. So I mean, in terms of infrastructure growth, we're we're uh, or transportation. Uh, you know, we're we're going green, uh, so we're we're converting our our municipal fleet. Durham Region Transit is also in investing in green technologies. Uh, I'm particularly pleased with the development industry uh, where they've come to the table and worked with us. We are the first municipality to create an office of sustainability. We did that uh, over a decade ago. Uh, we were the first in, uh, I believe, in Ontario, and uh, if not Canada, uh, to, to do that. But the industry has been working with us. Over the last uh, two years, we've held uh, three sessions where the industry has come together uh, to come up with the share ideas on how we can introduce environmental design into not only the construction of, of the buildings right. but into the total development how communities work better together in an ecological context can you give a, an example of how that's sort of related back to housing and some of the new developments in that well, i can seen? think a pick of uh, one one developer in uh, pickering uh, marshall holmes that uh, is investing very heavily in uh, net net zero uh, uh, building technique and and uh, and development. Uh, uh, Madame Home is uh, also building in Pickering, uh, very much uh, involved in in uh, that, that particular discussion and uh, uh, new innovations in, in terms of uh, building technologies. That sounds great. Well, uh, Mayor Ryan, I really appreciate the the discussion today, and again, really appreciate your participation in, in our annual general meeting event as well. And, and I know, you know, speaking on behalf of our members, it was uh, very useful to to see what's going on uh, in, in various municipalities throughout the region. So again, thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity. Appreciate it. You bet. Follow us on social media and subscribe to Ready to Real Estate on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play to be notified of updates and new episodes.